right, hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to another Antler and Feather Co. podcast, the podcast for new and adult onset hunters. My name is Vince. I'm going to be your host. And on this show, I, a newer and experienced hunter, try to bring people on who know what they're talking about or other hunters who are newer so we can talk through things that newer hunters might experience. Um, we try to learn things. We try to have fun. Sometimes it's a very technical episode. Um, like last week, we had the wild turkey doc on. And then sometimes I bring on just friends and buddies and people I've met through social media, um, things like that, that I find interesting. Um, or like I said, that maybe they're newer to the game. Maybe, you know, we can talk through some tips, techniques that have helped me as a newer hunter. And then ultimately, hopefully that will help you as a newer hunter. So this week we have a guy who he's kind of been with me since the very beginning. Um, when I started at Learn Feather Co., he was one of my first followers. Um, and we've just kept in touch back and forth um, since that time. And now I talk to him, you know, almost every day. Um, and we're actually going to be in a few weeks here. We're going to be shooting TAC Tennessee together, um, which is going to be an absolute blast. So he's helped me through some tough times, through some dark times in uh, the social media podcast thing when things weren't, you know, going the way I'd like them to go. He's always been a good buddy. He's always been there. So I wanted to finally get him on. It's long overdue. So this week we're going to be talking with Ken Sasser. Um, Ken's got a lot of really cool things going on on his end. And like I said, I want to talk to him about his archery journey. Um, He's recently started really taking seriously building arrows. Um, he's going to be shooting tack with me. So I want to talk about him and his wife is also going to, so I want to talk to them about how they're getting ready for it and things like that. So before we get too far into it, let's rattle off the friends of the show. Um, the things that keep the wheels turning here for AF co for starters, buzzard roost saddles. Buzzard roost is the most comfortable, most adjustable saddle your butt will ever sit in. I want you to try one out. Um, you're not going to regret it. If you want to get into saddle hunting right now is a great time to do it because you have all spring and summer to practice so that when fall comes around, there's no guesswork. Use code AAFP10 for 10% off your very own Buzzard Roost saddle. And now the official coffee, well, they're the official coffee, but right now I'm, I'm having to turn to other sources because Ed, <laughs> Ed's in the process of getting his own roaster, which is just awesome. I'm so excited for him and the growth that his company's seeing. But Our Grounds Coffee Co. is the official coffee of the Antler and Feather Co. podcast. Um, it, it's just damn good coffee. He's got a lot of different things going on behind the scenes right now. And I think when he uh, when he finally gets everything set up and rolling, it's going to be awesome. So try them out. Check him out. Go buy some of his merch for right now. Help him through as he's getting everything set up. Use code all caps AFCO. That's going to get you 15% off your coffee order with Our Grounds Coffee Co. Third, More Innovations. More Innovations is a 3D printing company. Um, my buddy Kyle runs that. It's absolutely awesome. I have a bunch of the different things that he's made, and I, I use them almost every day. So More Innovations is making 3D printed equipment for guys who are working on their own bows. He's got a lot of different caddies, a lot of different, um, let's see, we got the Five Arrow Pocket Quiver, which I use whenever I'm shooting at home. I plan to figure out how to use it at TAC. Um, it, he's just got a lot of really cool things going on. So you aren't losing your parts. You can keep them all in one place. Um, and yeah, it's just awesome. I, I love, I love what he's doing over there. If you use code AFCO, all caps, excuse me, AFCO 10, all caps, that'll get you 10% off 
over at More Innovations. And finally, Adams Precision Archery. Guys, Dustin is making absolutely awesome arrow builds over there. Um, he just recently got a printer, so you can do custom wraps through his company. Um, you can pretty much, you think it up, they can do it. You can have seriously custom, awesome, clear, crystal clear looking wraps. They are freaking awesome. I'm really excited for what he's got going on over there. If you guys need anything else for your bow, Adams Precision Archery does not just do arrows and wraps, although they do those well. Um, if you need bowstrings, if you need anything else, go to adamsprecisionarchery.com, check them out, use code AFCO10, and that's going to get you 10% off your arrow build with Adams Precision Archery. And finally, finally, P.S. to the friends of the show, make sure you're checking out our website, antlerfeatherco.com. We have all kinds of different hoodies, t-shirts, things like that, that I think you're really going to like. Check us out, buy a shirt, buy a hoodie, whatever you got going on. Um, hats have been, man, <laughs> I'm not even going to start on that. Um, hats are on the way. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, the, the guy that I'm going through, uh, yeah, they're on the way. So keep an eye out for that. I will let you guys know when they drop. Um, I've got Richardson's coming. I've got Bottomland Grandpa style hats coming. Uh, I'm really excited for whenever they finally get done. It's been it's been longer than I'd like to talk about. So make sure you check out antlerfeatherco.com. Pick up a hoodie, pick up a t-shirt, whatever you want. All the support, I appreciate it. Um, I, I really, really do. And I hope you guys enjoy what we got going on over at Antler Feather Co. Hunt Apparel. All right, well, that's all I got for friends of the show and all the other ramblings I want to do for you guys today. So we're going to hop right into the conversation. Please help me welcome to the show, Ken Sasser, at Rockin' the Mix on Instagram. Ken, what's going on, buddy? What is up? Not too much. Yeah, we were, uh, gosh, now I already forgot what we were just talking about. <laughs> Off the camera. It was editing. Talking about editing. How, how you switch oh, back yeah. and forth. Yeah, so this is a little insider information for all you guys that watch the show. Um, for those that listen, this isn't going to really matter. But, yeah, no, I I feel like for what this show is, for as, as big or not as big, as small as it is, I put way too much time into the editing. Like, I, I do all this. Like, I record, so I'll have your recording. So I'll have your audio video, my audio video. When Brian's on with me, then I also have Brian's audio and video. And I pull it all into Premiere Pro. And then I manually go back and do the cuts. So mm. I don't, I didn't like how, like when you use Riverside, which is what I use, or if you use Zoom, things like that, oh, no. it automatically will cut for you. And it's usually pretty accurate, but there are also times where I like, okay, when you've got somebody that's talking about something and they're going to, their, their little segment's going to take them two, three, four minutes. I try to like, in it, like inject just a quick, like me laughing, just because if you're just watching the same face talking mm -hmm. and talking and talking, I feel like it can get boring. So I like to kind of remind people like, okay, there's two people here. So I'll cut to, if I make a, you know, a comment or a laugh or something like that in between, I'll cut that just to kind of keep it interesting. But no, I do way too much, way too much work on this thing. And this is not like a look at me. I do so much work, but I over edit the crap out of this show. Like <clears throat> I, I am so jealous of people who just hit record. They record it. Whatever happens, they put it out there. There's nothing more to it. Like someday I hope to get efficient enough with this that that's what I can do. But, you know, there are times where you're in the middle of a show and 
there's just dead space for just maybe it's five seconds. And it's like, I got to get rid of that. Cause that bothers right. me. I don't, right. I want to keep things rolling. Um, I'm not going to name any names, but there have been guests previously who they're great guests, but they're just, they naturally talk slow mm-hmm. and they take like, so can yeah. <laughs> I was thinking that, you know, and it's like, dude, I can't, I can't have that. Like the slot <laughs> me, on that, if, uh, that kids movie. That yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh. What is he? Uh, oh God. What movie is that? Is that Zootopia? Zootopia. Yeah. Zootopia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But yeah, like sometimes, you know, people, or if they're deep in thought or something, like there's just people naturally take long pauses. And I, I think for the conversation, like sometimes the pause is necessary because it's, mm-hmm. it's contextual and it, people understand why there's a, you know, a couple second pause. There's other times where it's just, I mean, I've had times too, where I'm, you know, I'm a father <laughs> and I right. work and everything else. So like there's times when I'm tired and I'm just not quick with things. And so I might get lost in what you're saying. And then I'm like looking at my notes, trying to figure out like, oh gosh, what was I going to ask them next? And then they get done and I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, so I try to try to keep the conversation going, but anywho, man, how's, how's your Turkey season going? We've, we've talked back and forth, but uh, tell that whole story because you've had kind of a rough go at it, um, you know, with what was it the first time the land was closed or you needed a permit and you yeah. didn't realize it and things like that oh I, uh, I actually went out i think it was two or three days no it was the day before don't, don't get yourself arrested right right <laughs> well it was it was the day before of the season opener and i had already had the for what i thought was going to be the game lands that i was going to be hunting on so i'm out there cruising I turned on to the road that leads to the game lands. There's like three big toms on like an old logging trail. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be perfect. <laughs> you know, I'm seeing I'm 100 yards, you know, basically from the from the road I turned on to where they were. And uh, yeah. and I wasn't expecting that to happen that quick. So I'm pulling out Spartan Forge and I'm like trying to drop pins and everything. <laughs> and I happened to look and that section was uh, private land. So I was like, oh, okay, so I'm going to keep going and I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to backdoor them. You know, I'm going to try to see mm-hmm. if I can't drop some pins on getting back in there behind the direction they were coming from. So right. um, anyway, I get to ride around and kind of the same thing that happened like right before we started the podcast today, like the bottom falls out. I'm out there in the rain. <laughs> I'm, I'm scoping through the vortex, just looking, trying to see if I can see anything. It was kind of like a wasted trip, but I was uh I was I was coming back and I was sitting there thinking about regulations. I was like, you know, I haven't really got into turkey hunting like that, so I want to make sure I'm doing everything legal. And uh, right. I got to looking it up, and it was like, uh, turkey permit only, like on our regulations. I was like, well, uh, I've got two turkey tags on my license, so I'm not really sure how that correlates with each other. <laughs> and um, so I waited. I think I waited till that Monday and um, I called, I gave him a call and I was like, Hey, you know, I'm just going through my regulations. Uh, and I see it says something about, you have to have a permit for the Sand Hills game lands. And uh, she's like, yeah. And all of those are gone. Uh, you have to put in for those. 
I think it was like the first of March. Uh, it's a, it's kind of like the lottery deal, you know. They they give us right. a certain amount of yep. spots and first come first serve type thing. <clears throat> and I was like, well, that's you know that's kind of messed up. Like I didn't know anything <laughs> about that, you know. And uh, so I got to looking around, uh, asking a lot of questions, and I ended up sending. I think I texted you, and I was like, man, this is bullcrap, you know, like. Yeah, just a money racket type thing, and you were like, uh, <laughs> "See if you could get up with like the game warden or something." So I'm I'm on yeah. the phone, I'm researching, and uh, I come across like the email to the wildlife uh, thing, and I shot them an email. I was like, "Look, I don't want to be in the wrong. I just I want to make sure I'm out here doing stuff the right way." Um, and they shot me an email back pretty much, and was like, "The the closest game lands to you." Or on the other side of town, you don't have to have a permit for there. Um, that happens to be where I saw the cougar at, though. Like, I don't know if you heard the, the Just One yeah. podcast, but man, <laughs> I haven't went back out there since then. Like, that was that that kind of messed me up a little bit. Um, but I mean, it's my only option. So I tried to hunt on my land. That was a no go. I sat out there. I know I had like some people out there like wondering what the hell was going on because I'm just <laughs> tick, tick, tick. I got the slate call just like eating yeah. that damn thing. And um I didn't really see nothing. I went out there twice, didn't really see nothing, didn't really make anything happen. So I went to the game lands where I it's called the PD game lands. That's where I saw the cougar at. And it's right there off the river. Mm-hmm. Um so I buckled up, I, I loaded up and everything locked and loaded pistol on too just in case (laughs) yeah no kidding and i got out there and it was just like i forgot about all that like the birds were chirping and it's like you know you know how it is when you go hunting man it's it's just like you for you forget about a lot of other things and next thing i know we all hunt (laughs) exactly when they say i know i'm like two miles deep into the game lands and I'm like, nobody's around me. I, I started on another road, but there were quite a few hunters over there. So I doubled back and um, I didn't see or hear anything. I, I don't know if I got out there a little too late because it was about 830 when I got out there. Um, I thought it was going to rain. So I, I woke mm-hmm. up late. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> But yeah, that's that's basically all I've got to do so far. I've went uh, four times so far and um they ain't really had any look. I'm not. I'm not quitting yet. Not giving up. But uh, I might run out of time. <laughs> yeah. When's your season end? I got one week left. It's uh, May second, yeah. I believe. I have to double check on that. Yeah, eight thirty is. At, you know, there are there are downsides to getting out, quote unquote, late. Um, obviously, the advantage to being out before, you know, before they wake up is you can locate them easier because they're going to gobble on the roost. They're going to, they're going to gobble. You're going to hear them fly down. You're going to have things like that. Um, so that is advantageous because you kind of, if you haven't scouted and you're not sure, like that's a good way to find them. But I mean, really in my experience, which isn't a ton, but in my experience and from what every great Turkey hunter I've ever listened to says that like, nine to noon or nine to one or whatever that area is like actually a really good time because if you know turkeys are in the area right that's a time where 
they are breaking off from the hens. The hens are going to go lay on the nest. They're going to go lay eggs. They're going to do whatever hens do. And that's when you get those those toms who are still wanting to breed real bad. Now they're out looking for hens. So it kind of like when we when we uh, equate it to like the deer rut, that's when they're out just, I, I don't want to say being stupid, but yeah, I guess yeah. you're, you're going to catch them a lot easier. They're, they're more likely to come into your call because they're just trying to, they're trying to, you know, get as many hens as they can under their belt. Um, which is a weird, it's weird when you think about it. <laughs> like if you, I'm sure, I'm sure guys who listen to this have listened to Joe Rogan and he can be quite repetitive on his hunting stories. But, um, one of the things that he's talked about is, can you imagine you are, uh, you know, happily married to your wife, you know, you got kids, you got things like that. Can you imagine if it was like, okay, two weeks out of the entire year, you are going to be able to, how do I keep this clean? You're going to be able to <laughs> make love to your wife and attempt to have kids two weeks, maybe three weeks if we're, if we're really, and that's it. And the rest of the year, nothing. Mm. And that's, that's, it's so weird. Cause that's how a lot of the animal kingdom works. Right. You know, you think about at least the game species that we hunt deer, same thing, mm -hmm. Turkey, same thing. I, it, man, <laughs> it's rough. I totally understand how you get like Tom, you know, when we're like, man, they get real stupid deer, get real stupid. I would be too. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? If you got, you don't, it's, you don't have all year to try to seduce your wife. You got two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> like you, you know what I mean? Yep. It's like you're, you're a hypercharged teenager again. I, I get it. You know? Oh, well, man. let's go from the, <clears throat> from the mating. Let's, uh, let's stop for a quick prayer real quick. <laughs> kind of a bad transition there. I probably could have done a better job with that, oh. but let's say a prayer real quick. And then we'll hop into some other I conversation. Uh, Lord Jesus, we, we come before you again, um, just in, in total thanks. Uh, again, like I said last week, Easter is still fresh on our minds um, for those of us who, who love you and, and follow you. And uh, it's just, it, it was the most amazing, greatest act of love the world's ever seen for you to come down from, from your kingdom down onto earth just simply because you wanted to save us, simply because you knew that there was no other way Um and, and you didn't, you didn't think twice about it. Um, we thank you as much as we can possibly try to think about as human beings. We thank you with every fiber of our being. Um, and, and one day we're going to understand and we're going to, we're going to see you and meet you and, uh, be able to probably better express our gratitude, but, uh, accept our humble thank you. Um, I thank you for Ken. I thank you for his life. I thank you for all the great things you've done in his life and you're doing in his life. Um, he's got, you know, just a great family, great kids, great wife. They're doing things together uh, out in your creation. So I thank you for him and his time. Um, I ask that you would be over this conversation, that you would make it fruitful, that you'd make it entertaining, fun. Um, and we just ask all this in your great and powerful name. Amen. Amen, brother. Amen. All right. So let's see. This is the this is the awkward part where I look down at my notes and I'll probably edit this part out. Maybe I'll keep it in for transparency. So before we get going, this is a I'm gonna do a uh hopefully one day friends of the show. I have I was telling my wife, if you have not tried Mountain Ops Ignite, have you ever tried it? 
I started to order it. I think I got like the little packs. Like they were doing like a sample yeah. thing one time. Um, I liked yeah. it. The flavors were pretty good. Flavors are good, and I, <clears throat> and just for transparency, I have nothing to do with Mountain Ops. I would love to because yeah. I, I, I <laughs> stuff's exp- you know fifty bucks. When you when you look at like what you spend on energy drinks over the Man. course of a month, it's mm. it's much cheaper than energy drinks. But it's one of those things where it's like fifty bucks at one time so you're like oh i don't know yeah but man do i notice a difference and i i told my buddy at work yesterday because he was asking what because i'm all he's like someday like when i have ignite um there's like a week period where i usually don't have it and and there's a lot of times where i'm drinking our grounds coffee especially over the winter you know you want hot coffee rather than a cold drink but he's like geez you're really on it today and i'm like (laughs) dude i'm telling you what mountain ops ignite is like for those of you who don't understand this analogy, just go look up like Ronnie Coleman or C.T. Fletcher. Ignite is like having Ronnie Coleman or C.T. Fletcher in your brain. And it's like you were laser focused. You got like just this like work, work, work. But your body doesn't get affected. Like, you, you know, you drink like 400 milligrams. I think it's 200 milligrams per scoop. But like, you know, mm-hmm most people are slamming two energy drinks. You get 400 milligrams of caffeine and you're just like jittery and like, ugh. Mount Ops doesn't do that to you. It's just like straight up, your brain is just like, let's go, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so if you guys haven't tried it, I don't have a code for you. I'd love to, but I don't. But you guys should try it out because there's a marked difference between me on and off of it. And it it's, yeah. Anyway, I don't know why I even brought that up. Probably because <laughs> Mount Ops... They sprinkled a little brain control into it. <laughs> Talk about us. I got my sticker bag there. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Well, I mean, and they're they're just such a cool company. Like they are. You know, they they're also they're also a Christian company, which I really like. Uh, they they share scripture on their Instagram, things like that. They do a lot of uh, you know meals for people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whatever whatever you buy, part of that money goes to providing meals for people, and so I love that. But then just the. I mean, they're just an outdoor hunting related company that I think their marketing's on point. Yep. Um, all of their stuff is cool. You know, they've they've really done a great job with it. But <clears throat> anyway, that's enough. I'm not even getting paid to say this, so I'm going to stop. <laughs> so what is, so I kind of want to talk about, if you don't mind, I kind of want to talk about caliber, caliber archery. Okay. Um. I know, or well, I don't know this. I don't know if you're still in the process of, um, I mean, I know you're just getting going with it. Mm-hmm. What are your, well, explain what it is. And then maybe we can talk about what are your goals with it? Okay. So I'm still in the early stages of trying to figure everything out. Cause I've had to get like all my equipment together, still getting equipment together. Um, but honestly, it's, it's something that kind of came together. I remember me and you were talking about stuff a while back and, you know, you were like, write some goals down. And I I wrote a few down. And the main thing that kept hitting home to me was the ability for me to learn all of this stuff and share it, share it on my Instagram, but also share it with my kids and my wife, because this Mm -hmm. is, this is stuff that I've always loved tinkering with stuff. Like even like as a kid, like Batman was like my favorite superhero. Like to this day, like I'm <laughs> Batman yeah. is my guy. I might be Batman. You never seen us in the same room. Never. You know? <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> um, but 
I would always like I would take apart toys of mine like you know those little the little guns with like the sticky darts you know yeah you can uh put water on it and stick to the window I used to tie like string yep. to that stuff and try to make like my own grappling gun like back in the day you know it was always <laughs> it was always stuff like that where like my mind would would always be running through and like I wish I would have applied it to real world like things like like the story of everybody's yeah, life, <laughs> you know. But I would have just done what I love to do, right? Exactly from the get go, and yeah. uh, but I never like my dad wasn't really around too much like growing up and uh, like him. My I don't want to get off on a tangent here and go too deep. Yeah, but uh, basically I didn't really have anybody around to show me anything that really piqued my interest like we would go fishing or go golfing like maybe a couple times out of the year um but i wasn't never really into that stuff and now i have that ability to get my kids started at an early age you know they're out here shooting these bows man and it it just it makes my heart so warm to see them and you can tell they're enjoying it, even though they're not really understanding yeah. everything. Um, but that's, that's like my main goal with caliber. Like I just want to, for the, for the people that haven't had anybody showing them along the way, I'm going to try to do my best to at least give some insight into what I'm doing, you know, mistakes, right. mistakes right. that I made, uh, which is a lot. Oh, <laughs> I'm still making them. Um, just different ways to go about stuff, and uh, ultimately working with great people too. Like Caliber, I had—I remember I had a list of names, and I was shooting them to like you and a couple of my other buddies, and um, it was something about Caliber that really stood out to me. And mm-hmm. and you know the the first thing people's going to think is always oh, talk about like the Caliber from like a gun, like bullet or whatever, right? But caliber also is like a standard of people. Like mm-hmm. how how how's the caliber of this person? Like what what are their thoughts? Right. How do they go? And that's ultimately that's what it means to me because I, I want to grow I want to grow this stuff. I mean this this stuff is really interesting. If anybody ever got into it, like, you know, from from changing strings on your bow to mountain sights on your bow to shooting 120, 150 yards. I mean, this is mm-hmm. it, it's it's stuff. I don't know, man. Like it's a it's a process so far though, because I'm really I'm really learning as I go. I have no idea about this stuff. I'm I'm YouTubing, googling, you know, archery talking. I mean, it's it, you know, <laughs> it's a never ending yeah. process. Uh, but I'm loving it, man. I'm really loving. It. Well, that's that's the most important part. And like, I don't, I can't speak for everybody, um, but I mean, that's that's kind of exactly why I started my thing. And I've, you know, I've done, I, I would say fifty fifty. <clears throat> Some sometimes, like, I feel like in the beginning, we start our projects because we love doing them. Mm-hmm. And we have our clear goal. My clear goal is to reach new hunters. I want to basically share everything I went through. And up until now, I'm still a new hunter. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I've been hunting for three years. Um, I want to reach the people who don't have anybody to teach them anything. I want to reach the people that 
don't know anything and I want to say, hey, I went through this, 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 and this. It's not necessary for you to go through that. So just, I'm going to tell you about it so you don't make those same mistakes, which is ultimately, I mean, that's how we learn as humans. You know, you want to, yep. as from a kid, you've been told, learn from other people's mistakes. Um, and I think that's the goal for both of our things. Now, I've, I'm going to warn you, it's really easy because the way that we grow these things, unfortunately, in this time, it's both great and bad. Instagram and social media, it's awesome in the fact that you have absolute free marketing. And if you know what you're doing, um, even if you don't, but if you really know what you're doing, like I, I happen to do graphic design for work. So I have a little bit of a leg up on with the apparel company. I can do all my own designs. I can do, and I've had help from other people on how to get it from uh, Adobe Illustrator to a t-shirt. I've had help with that, but like Instagram specifically where most of us hang out, um, which we need to go to like go wild or something because Instagram, <laughs> I don't like it anymore. But anyway, it's great because you got free marketing, but it's also really hard because you get really caught up in the numbers game. Yep. Um, it's like the post I put out yesterday, yesterday morning. I, that, that post was not meant to be to, uh, me speaking knowledge and wisdom to everybody else out there. Most of those things, when I do put out those more serious things like that, that's me talking to me. And I'm just like, hell, I'm going to put it on video because maybe it'll, you yep. know, maybe somebody else will resonate with that. I do the same thing, man. The same thing. <laughs> man, I mean, I remember how content I was when I had, it was, it was actually around this time last year when I actually formally started Antler and Feather Co. And we were heading to Total Archery Challenge. And I remember we were at the after party. And I looked down and I got my 125th follower and I was like, dude, this thing is yeah. rolling. This is awesome. <laughs> right. You know, and, and you, you look back at the content that I was putting out and like just the pictures and stuff. And, and you can still go back if you want to scroll that far. I, <laughs> I post way too much, like in terms of what the right way to do it. So you're gonna have to go back like a thousand <laughs> pictures, but it's like, you look back at those times and now I look at those. And I'm like, Oh gosh, did I really post that? That's like, the growth. Just dude. Like, That's the growth. I mean, yeah, but it's like the, just like, it looks cheesy. Like the font. Why did I choose that permanent marker font? Why did I <laughs> do this? Why did I do that? But I just, I look back and like how proud I was of what I was doing at that moment because it was like, I find like I am chasing something that I am passionate about. Exactly. I'm not going to work for somebody else and just collect a paycheck. I'm not, it's not, you know, you're going to school and you're taking survey of world religions, you know, just because you have to, like, I was like, I'm doing what I want to do yep. on my terms. I'm running it. 125 followers. Hell yes. And then you get to like 470 followers and you're like, Oh, I got to hit five. Got to hit five. And it's like, I feel like once you, once you eclipse 200 followers, you just, it's so easy to get focused on like the next follower threshold or right. with the podcast, you know, my first podcast, I think the first, I put it out and within the first week I had 10 downloads on my first episode. And I'm like, 10 people listen to this. Holy crap. Now I would be like, 10 people lit what in the hell right and you know it, i i think um in terms of obviously i nobody else has to believe this you should but you don't have to i believe god's involved in everything in our life and i think 
you know, there's been moments where I've kind of started chasing followers or started chasing quote unquote growth. I want more people to buy our apparel. I want more people to listen to the show. And I veer away from the overall, like, what is the reason you did this? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, like, like with the podcast, this is meant for, it was meant specifically to give new hunters information and usually talking to the experts in the field, that's easy to do, but you find that like the experts aren't always available, right? They're not always, you can't always get them week to week to week. Yep. So then you start interviewing friends and buddies like, like you right now. And generally you can kind of pull out things like you're, you're not a super serious Turkey hunter. I can talk to you about mm -hmm. what are you doing? And you can talk about things you're having issues with and we can, that's learning again for new hunters. Yep. Um, but social media, you can tend to like, okay, what's everyone else doing? That's, that's growing faster than me. And, uh, it's like, okay, so I got to put out videos of me shooting my bow. Mm -hmm. Someone's got to go around me in a circle <laughs> when I'm drawing back. <laughs> and then I got to make sure, you know, like yep. it, it's thing you get caught up in that. And it's like, that's where I was going with the, the God being involved in everything in our lives. I feel like with this Instagram band that hit me. It it has forced me to re recalibrate. Um, it's it's I I don't have a choice in terms of like okay what is what's popular right now. It doesn't matter. Nobody's gonna see it. Right. My followers might see it. You know I've got I don't I don't know what I'm at where I'm at right now. But like <clears throat> over I think I'm just over two thousand. It's like right now because of Instagram, three hundred of my followers are gonna see it zero non-followers are going to see it. So it's like, I guess I'm just going to do what I want to do because it doesn't matter anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, it's, I, I feel like God hit like a pause button and was like, Hey man, you're, you're getting too focused on the things that aren't important here. This is not why I called you to pursue this. Um, you need to refocus. And because I know that your human mind will keep driving for the wrong things, I'm going to completely stop you. And I'm not saying God's at Instagram and you know, <laughs> he hit the ban button, but, but I do think that he, he knows all these things. And I, I feel like it was a, Hey, we need to, the only way I'm going to slow you down so that you'll think about, Hey, what was your purpose with this is I've got to take it away from you for a while. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and that, that rolls into family and stuff too. You know, right. I'm, I'm sure you've had times. I know I've talked to other guys who have had times where it's like, you feel like, okay, because I'm, I'm legitimately, I antler and feather co is an LLC. It's a legitimate business. I'm doing business stuff now. And it's like, you're at home with your kids and it's like, Hey dad, let's go do this. And it's like, hold on, but I got to do that. This is important. This is work. And I feel like God's using this time too to like pull me away from that and be like, Hey, that is not important right now. Mm -hmm. And again, because I know that your mind can't think of it that way, right. I'm going to have to take some stuff away from you. You were getting, I was getting real involved with when I was launching the apparel company, I've got to design new designs. I've got to do this. I got to do that. So we'd put the kids to bed. I would go down, work on, you know, getting the apparel business thing all situated Next thing I know it's two in the morning. I got to be up at four 30 for work. And I was doing this every day. And then I'd have to, you know, edit podcasts mm -hmm. in between that. And it's like, I feel like God was like, you're spending way too much time on this. And I, I'm going to, I'm taking it away from you for a while. I'm not going to take it away totally, but this isn't what I called you to do. 
So I understand that. Anywho, did has that ever has that ever naturally progressed through your brain before <laughs> that happened though? Like, was it ever a moment where you were like, like you caught yourself and it's like, hold on, you know, you know, take a break. No, not. I I would yeah I mean there's there's times where I mean obviously you're aware in the moment when your kid's like dad 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 mm-hmm. dad dad where you're like hold on a sec bud I know what I'm do I know right now my attention should be on you and it's not usually like hey I'm gonna be doing this for an hour it's all of the little moments within that hour where it's the extra ten seconds oh yeah where you know, they come up to you and they're excited and they want to tell you something or they want to read a book and you're just like, hold on a minute. And in those moments, you're kind of like, I know I shouldn't be telling you to hold on, but I, I've got to take care of this. And uh, a lot of times, like one thing with my wife, my wife is very, she's not anti-social media, but she's not really on it. Mm-hmm. It's not a thing that grips her like it does most of us. That's the same as my wife. Um, and <laughs> and she's she's very good about like, Hey, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, th- when you really get into it and things like with the apparel thing at the very beginning, like it was rolling pretty well. Um, and you start seeing a little bit of money come in and I'm not going to pretend like I was making thousands of dollars a week or anything, but you know, you, I, all of my equipment I've bought in the last couple months has right. been from that. It was paying for itself in terms of the Shopify subscriptions and yep. blah, blah, blah. No matter if it was a dollar, you should feel good. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You're making so bad. But even, even with, yeah. And even with that, like then when, you know, my wife's like, Hey man, you, you're really like way too focused. Still, my mind's like, you just don't understand because you're not the one running this. And that's where I think, like I said, God's using this moment in time to be like, you're maybe you're getting a little bit better in terms of like caring so much. Uh, but you're still not, you're still not giving the attention to the right places. So, you know, this thing's still going on. And, uh, I think it's a lot of things, like I said, that work together. God put my wife into my life for a number of reasons. So he uses her, he uses, you know, just different situational things to try to, like I said, refocus and prioritize what's important because I mean, realistically, this antler and feather co is probably not going to be a multi-million dollar thing that I end up doing the rest of my life. This is probably something the podcast and everything else. It's probably something that I'll do for a while, you know, and if it continues to grow, I'll keep doing it as long as I still like doing it. Right. Um, if, if I, if it starts becoming something that I'm dreading, then, you know, I probably won't. And I don't foresee that like, right. You know, I, this is what I love to do, but yeah, I don't know. But that was a long, long, long tangent <laughs> <laughs> on uh, on that. But so with caliber, I, you're you're um, and just so you guys know, I'm just saying this: it's pouring cats and dogs where he's at. So I'm gonna try to noise cancel a lot of that Can if I'm not that? deal with it. Can you hear? It's weather, a little bit, okay. but it's no big deal. I don't. I honestly don't care. <laughs> it rains, man. Yeah. Um. With Caliber, uh, I do think you're doing an awesome job. I love watching, like, as it's kind of gone on, because I very much understand the different theories and things on arrow building and all this stuff. And I've tinkered a little bit, but I would really love to get into the, into kind of what you're doing, where you have 
you know, you're putting strings on a bow, you're making your own arrows. Like every couple of days you want to make up a different arrow, you make up a different arrow, you get to test it and shoot it and blah, blah, blah. So it's been really fun watching you do that because I don't think that, I think we all learn and we get inspired by seeing other people genuinely go through things versus, I mean, you could take whatever arrow company you want. You can, you can watch ranch fairy videos if you're going heavy or, uh, Ashby videos. And it's like, these guys know down to a science what they're doing. And a lot of times I feel like when you've got people who are quote unquote experts explaining things that are kind of more simple, it gets to the point where it's not relatable for me anymore. And you're using terms and you're using things, you're skipping little things that can go wrong because you don't make those mistakes anymore. Um, So I really enjoy watching a guy who's just starting out and just figuring it out and just being honest about everything they're experiencing because those are things that people are actually going to go through. And so I, I love watching it because I think it's very, it's very, it's just fun to watch you having fun, first of all, but like just seeing the the progression you've made, even, even just so far on your arrow builds and, and the things you're doing with it. So I appreciate I'm, it. I'm enjoying it. I appreciate it. Yeah. It's, uh, so it's what's been your, a challenge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's your, uh, just your general hunting background. How'd you get into hunting and shooting archery in the first place? <laughs> says, random. <laughs> I mean, oh. <laughs> yeah, growing up, uh, I didn't really have that. I, I didn't really have, I had a drunk uncle, you know, who yeah. was hunting. I didn't want to go out there with him. And um, it was just something, something drew me to archery. It's, yeah. It's coming down. Yeah. Um, um, but something drew me to archery. I wanted, something drew me to hunting in general. Uh, I'm not really sure. I mean, we, we live in a pretty country town. You know, it's not like a like inner city type thing. It's like a, we're all, basically everybody went to high school had a camouflage jacket at one point in time. I mean, that's you know, <laughs> right. how it is. Um, but I was never into it then. I always just had it in the back of my mind, like, one day I might try that. And uh, mm-hmm. once I started my job where I'm at now, um, talking to some of those guys who, you know, they grew up hunting or uh, or they, they grew up fishing. And just, just hearing their stories and everything, it made me really curious about getting out there on my own and uh, trying it out. And you know, at first I was, I learned real quick. I was like, man, there is no <laughs> way in hell that I'm going to make this work. Cause I don't, I don't know anything, you know? And yeah. I don't even think the hunting public was around at that point. Like I know Antler Pelico <laughs> wasn't out by then, but uh, there right. was, there were nothing. I was, I think I was watching like Bone Collector, like Michael Waddell. And, you know, <laughs> um, and those guys are beyond like, It'll probably take me a hundred years to even get an ounce of their knowledge. Oh yeah. Um, but you know, yep. it was just that curiosity, that that peak curiosity, and uh, I borrowed a bow from a guy at work. He had a couple of couple of bows, and it was like an old dart, um, probably like a forty pound draw, you know. And I, <laughs> he was like, "Be careful with that thing," you know. I was like, "I got you, you know. I'm not gonna mess it up. If I mess it up, I'll pay you for it," you know. 
And uh, yeah, I remember I went to pull that thing back, and I was like, oh, like what the hell? Like I, even forty pounds, <laughs> then you know, it was just yeah. so awkward of of that motion of pulling. And um, anyway, I shot it for a little bit, and uh, uh I'm here. Oh, okay. I'm listening. I was about to say there goes my signal. Um, but anyway. I kind of got into it then, and I ended up going and buying me a boat. And uh, maybe six months later, is when I seen that cougar, and uh, I was like, "Yeah, hell with this!" Like I didn't, I did not know this was out here. Um, took a lot of thought, a lot of thinking, and not long before that, we had bought a new home. So I didn't really know what my finances were, and when you're young. And, you know, you make a decent money at your job, you're willing to take some chances. Well, if you don't plan ahead, you know, things happen. So it's kind of kind of what happened. So I got out of it for a little bit. And uh, I think 2019, like the, the start of COVID, or right before COVID, um, I told my wife, I was like, I want to try it again. Like, you know, the kids, yeah. kids are a little older. Uh, I want to try it again and see if I can make something happen. And uh, I've been at it, yeah. been at it ever since. <laughs> when you when you finally like stepped into shooting a bow, wanting to get into hunting, what what's your favorite game species to chase? Dude, like, I I don't know what it is, man. It, even if I see them, like if it's not even season, like you know, you ride by a field, soybean field, whatever you see, even if it's a doe or you know, yeah. yearling or something. I mean. It's, there's something about that animal that just draws me to it. You know? Yeah. I, I Have you been? It. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, when you look at when you look at the animals that we hunt, and like I've said this before, like people are always like, I can't believe you could kill that thing. You, how, why don't you? Why don't you love the animals and and let them live? And it's like, hold on. First of all, I kill it because I want the food. I, I don't kill it because I want to kill it. I hate kill. I hate that. I, I hate the fact that, you know, I love everything up until you pull that trigger, whether it's a bow or a gun. I love the point of everything up until there. I love the point of everything after it. That one moment sucks. I hate it. I wish it didn't have to be that way, you know, but like we as sportsmen and I won't, I can't speak for everybody. There's some people out there who just they like to kill things. And I think that's, <laughs> that's not a hunt. That's not a hunting related feeling. Um, but most of us hunters and sportsmen, like we love the animals that we, we hunt. And like, like you said, you can be driving down a highway at 80 miles an hour and just everything's flying by you. You're not paying attention to anything, but the road. And then like you glimpse the outline of a deer and your attention is boom. It's on that deer. Like, we're just like, we are like entranced by them. Like they're just so awesome. So how long have you been doing the turkey hunting thing? Is that a newer endeavor this for is, you? This is my first season doing that. Um, I went with a couple okay. of guys in high school. And we were skipping school. Uh, I went out with them <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was, we were young. You know, I didn't really know what they had. I had a crow call just doing random shit. And, uh, <laughs> My buddy was like, quit, quit messing with that damn thing. You're going to scare him away. I was like, I thought this was calling him in. You know, I didn't know. Right. And uh, I don't know. I wanted to try it, man. I, I, I see you. 
I see a couple other people on here, and it's and it, it seems like it gets your blood boiling, you know. Oh boy! At least before deer season comes in, it's just, it's just another thing you get to get out there and enjoy, and you know, I wanted I wanted to experience that. I wanna I wanna get out there and you know, try again, learn new patterns. It also helps me scout for deer too. So that's a it's a win-win. yeah for sure. Yeah, and it's I've had people too who. I've talked to maybe they went out turkey hunting a handful of times or one time and it just happened to be on a day where turkeys weren't gobbling, they didn't see anything and I'll I'll be the first to admit if you if that's all you ever experience you'd be like this this sucks. I don't want to do this. Like I'm just sitting up against a tree and you know like turkeys I mean I guess deer the same way but like turkeys for whatever reason for me like if i don't see or hear them my mind immediately is like there is there's nothing here like i'm literally wasting my time there's nothing here when in reality they could be 50 yards to your left you just don't see them and they're just not talking right and you know but i've had people who are like i don't like turkey hunting i don't want to do it like deer hunting's where it's at blah 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 but it's like when you hear your first gobble or specifically like the first time you actually feel like you're working a bird, like you're in the game, mm-hmm. you you do your little Yelp thing and one cuts you off, you're immediately like, oh, here we go, yep. here we go. Yep. And the whole lead up, like I said, my my reason for loving turkey hunting more than deer hunting is, is simply the interaction. Like <clears throat> I've had people say, well, yeah, but you interact with deer too. You can grunt, grunt for them. You can rattle them in. You can, you know, and maybe it's different for me because I don't, I don't pattern a certain buck. I don't have private land to do that. Right. And I don't have the means to do it on public. I'm not hanging trail cams on public land. I, I'm not that rich to just hand out public or hand out trail cams on public ground to people who want to steal them. Yeah. I don't so I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm very much a, you know, truly a mobile hunter in the sense of every time I go in the woods, I'm not, I might go back to the same area. Like if I scout and there's really good hot sign, like obviously I'll go back to the area, but like I, I'm very nomadic. Like I will move and right. I will try to find different sign. Um, but there's just not the same. It's just not the same as getting in on a Turkey and having that conversation. Um, my, my Turkey, I, I just took what well, last weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, like even you see them out there and they're 300 yards away and you call and every now and then one gobbles back just cause the wind was too high. But I ended up telling my friend Tom, like we got to get a hen over here because he's, there was a stupid amount of Toms on this land and they aren't coming. They have enough hens over there. They're not coming. So we need to bring a hen over here. And I'm like, this is either going to work or it's not. I've seen, like you were saying, I've seen, uh, Waddell do this, or I've seen some other expert and I just did this crazy long, loud cutting sequence. And I just sat there for way longer than probably should have. And just, you know, and sure enough, we pulled a hen over. And unfortunately in that situation, it didn't pull a Tom, which I can't figure out, but the conversation, like once that hen came over and she's like, all right, I'm not seeing any other hens. Where were you at? As soon as she tucks into the woods, you you call back to them and then you hear them calling back to you. 
And then she pops back out. Like, where are you? Like, I'm trying to hang out with you. Where are you at? Yeah. And, you know, and then she hops back in the woods and you, you can just hear her trying to locate me. And that's not even like, that's not even the point of the hunt, but it's so cool. Like you're literally talking to an animal. Yep. And then obviously when you got gobblers coming in and, and you're, you know, you do a, a little cluck or something and it fires them up and they gobble like that just, oh my gosh, it's that's just so I'm exciting. For, man. I, I envy y'all yeah. like being able to hear that because. And that is what makes it different from deer too, because you you actually get to do stuff. You know, if you if you get right. two squarely banging antlers, you know, or or hitting a grunt, if you get too squarely doing that in deer season, you're liable to blow your whole hunt. You know, I yeah, me, I'm like this. I'm up against the tree, like I'm I'm kind of like barely scanning, you know. And if I see something, I might hit a grunt just to see if I can pull it. But I put that thing down, like as soon. As soon as yeah. I hit it, I put it down, and I'm just I'm sitting still. You know, I think with turkey, <laughs> that interaction, that movability, maneuverability, I think that's that's another thing that kind of draws me to it too, because you're you're interacting with the game. You're not you're not sitting there stalking it for the most part, right? Anyway. Um, right. So that seems cool to me. You know? Yeah, and it's like I said, it can be frustrating, like. My whole first season, and I mean, looking back on it, it's no wonder I didn't get into it. I wasn't in the game with any turkeys on my first season because my woodsmanship was just piss poor. Like, I was probably spooking birds miles away before I even realized it. You know, my calling wasn't good. I hadn't practiced a lot of calling, and I hadn't, I hadn't taken the time to learn, like, the right call for the right situation, um, what it sounds like, how, how aggressive should you be? Like, so, but I say all that because I don't know. I mean, I went out last year, opening day, same situation all morning long, didn't see anything, didn't hear anything. And I just happened to strike one at night and I shot him. But I mean, if I was still, if I hadn't had that, Turkey hunting, I don't know if turkey hunting would still have the same allure to me as it does now. Like once you finally get one, then you're hooked. Like there's it you're you're done. It's it's <laughs> probably going to be, you know, we all look forward to November or September, or whatever for the deer, but like for me, I look forward to April. Like deer hunting's fun, but let's talk let's end this talking about total archery challenge. So we are, we are what, two weeks out, um, from total archery challenge, Tennessee. Um, this is going to be my second year doing total archery challenge. Uh, I've recommended it before. If you guys want to learn more about total archery challenge, go back in my episodes. I had Sean DeGray who owns it. I had him on, talk to him about it. Um, it's, it's an absolute blast. It's long range, crazy shot like borderline unethical shooting in a lot of situations, you know, it's, uh, it really tests you and it's a lot of fun. Um, and this year we're fortunate enough. I'm going to be meeting a lot of you guys, uh, whether it's at Michigan or at Tennessee. Um, I'm going to be meeting Ken out there, Ken and his wife. We're going to be shooting with, um, Austin from just one outdoors. Um, who are your friends that are also, is it Brooke? How do you say that? James Brucher and his wife is going to be out Brucher. 
Yeah, so I I have interacted with those guys a little bit, not as much as I would like. So it's like I'm excited to meet them and and kind of you know create a friendship with them. Um, it's just, it's really cool, and that goes back to like social media sucks, but like at the same time, I wouldn't know any of you guys if it wasn't for social media. Our whole crew that's going to be shooting at TAC, like. I met, we're from this was all over the country. Too. This is all like last minute random because I had no idea you were even going. Like, that was, that was yeah. Yeah. And luckily um, I was able, or we were able to all get the same knock time. So we're going to be, be able to shoot together and not just hang out after the fact. Um, but yeah, I'm really <laughs> looking forward to it. I, uh, <laughs> I'm not prepared. Like we were talking about off camera. I am in no way, shape or form prepared. Like usually, like if you listen to the podcast I had with Sean, it's like, here's how you need to get ready for it. I'm going to be totally honest. I got arrows with, uh, I'm having Dustin build me. I don't have them yet. And you know, that's nothing, that's nothing against him. He's busy. I mean, he's a busy dude. He does Adam's precision archery and he works and he's got a family um, Fire but the fact, Fire the fact of the matter is <laughs> I don't have my arrows for total archery challenge and they're, they are drastically lighter than my hunting arrows that I use. So I'm going to have to go through and tune them all. I'm going to have to knock tune them all. I'm going to have to probably jack with my sight. Hopefully won't have to touch my rest, but we, who knows on top of that, my life's just been busy. Um, it's been very, very busy. We were doing the arrow day challenge. And if you notice towards the end, like I was shooting my recurve inside at 10 yards because I had literally just enough time to do that. And so I'm looking two weeks from now, I'm like, I am screwed. Dude, that because, arrow and my day wife's was like, awesome too, man. Like that's, that's one thing that really helped me progress too. Like with not even yeah. just archery, like, but the filming side of it and learning all that, like that, Shout out to you, brother, because that was that really <laughs> that really lit a fire in me, man. Because it held me accountable. Yeah, you know, I wanted I wanted to progress, and it, it made me want to go do it even more. So that that was all. Awesome. Well, that's awesome. That's that's what it was there for. And you know, it's I don't see why we shouldn't do it again. Even if I'm just shooting a recurve inside, it's still yeah. like I said. It's arrow a day. You know, <laughs> yeah. That's 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 really like. My only my only aim with it was I personally need to be held accountable to touch a bow every single day. And it doesn't mean like I think I do this to myself currently. It's like I don't have 20 minutes. I don't have a half hour. I don't have one hour to go. I hope Instagram's not listening. I don't have time to go drop bombs <laughs> at 100 yards. I don't have that right now. I just realistically, you know, we have lives. Um but I feel like it's important to stay connected to shooting an arrow every single day. And so it was cool to see everybody else like jump on that. And I, I think just for all of us, we should just start it again. And you know what? Just be transparent. Hey, I'm probably going to shoot a recurve at five yards every single day while you guys are out training. As long as you guys are out training, that's what we're doing. That's right. You know? So while your rain is subsiding, let's talk about what are you and your wife doing right now to prepare for TAC? What have you been doing? Oh, man. Uh, that's a long list. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I got her bow used from a guy at work, and uh, I had to change strings a couple weeks ago. 
So that was interesting. Um, first string changed. <laughs> so we got that thing shooting a lot better. And um, she actually had like this trophy ridge that came on it. And uh, yeah, you're not hitting 100 yards with this thing. You can forget that. <laughs> right. So uh, shopping around, I found her a CBE site. Um, I wish I wouldn't even brought that up because this that thing's been hell. Like I don't even want to <laughs> let me stop right there because I don't even want to give them any credit. Cut that out. Cut that part yeah. out. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, <clears throat> I've actually I've got a Montana Black Gold site, and I'm going to end up picking her one up today or Monday at the latest, and uh, kind of just calibrating it to mine. But man, just basically trying to shoot further, trying to see how far we can get on our site before it hits the actual site, before the fletchings hit. Um, right. And that's that's been super fun, dude, because she's only she's only been shooting a bow since, uh, like, December or so, somewhere around there, you mm-hmm. know? And I was never, you know, 40 yards was like the max when I got my <laughs> bow. Right. And, um, you know, she's already caught up with me just about. But yeah, basically just trying to reach out as far as we could reach and just dial it in from there. I remember growing up playing baseball, I was a pitcher, and they were like, learn to throw mm-hmm. the shit out of the ball, then control it. So I'm I'm taking like yeah. the same approach with the bow, like learn to shoot the shit out of the bow and then control it. And um right. it's been really fun. Uh it's been a lot of money on arrows. Uh <laughs> Uh, <laughs> how many arrows have you donated to the woods Ooh, back there me me <laughs> probably two or three maybe four uh becca's working on like her dozen and a half uh probably <laughs> it's not even the woods it's the dirt i mean we it's like soft ground yeah. where we've got it set up and dude that arrow hits that sucker's gone i mean you i found one luckily cutting the grass yesterday i found one of my uh my ripped tko's that yeah. I've got the deer laying down now. It's not on the legs anymore because she <laughs> and well, me, both of us shot the legs off of the the little shooter yeah. book. Um, but it went just low, and I was out there digging. I looked like I was a horticulture specialist just <laughs> digging around, you know. And uh, I had to run over with the lawnmower yesterday. I was like, what the hell was that? I get off, and I look <laughs> down. I was like, hey, it's still intact. We're going to shoot this baby. <laughs> Hey, uh, it's been fun though, man. That's that's been the main the main thing is just you know hitting longer distance and then coming back in and uh, aim small, miss small. That's something James Butcher, yeah. uh he he's constantly preached that to me. Um, you know, just trying to trying to hit a smaller dot, like wh- whatever you could do. Yeah, whether it's twenty yards, thirty yards, forty yards, fifty, whatever. Just so. Uh, and getting rips, rips on rips, because yeah. I got her up. Her bow was at probably 30 pounds when we got it. Uh, that's that's like as comfortable as she could be with the drawback. And uh, I've got her at 50 now. So she's, she's really, yeah. So that's a pretty big jump, big jump in like two months. Because I told her, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I said, look, baby, you either gonna. You're either gonna get a little tougher on that drawback, or you're gonna be like Robin Hood <laughs> shooting towards the sky, right. hoping and praying that you're hitting. You know, um, right? But she, dude, she. I've got to give her a tremendous amount of credit because she has really took to this, and then the girls see her taking to it, and it's yeah. just it's a domino effect, and I'm loving every minute of it, man. Well, 
wasn't I'm pretty sure it was you a while back. Um I think we were having a conversation. It might have been like I, I had my son outside doing something. And I, I think it was you and you're like, Yeah, I'd love I'd love my girls to get more involved in it, but they're just not interested in it. Mm-hmm. Was that you? Yeah. And Early on, that was it's been awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's it's been really cool to watch because I remember you saying, Man, I just I wish they loved it. I love doing it. I wish I think you were saying I wish my wife would shoot and now they're all doing it. And it's Things it's really, really cool. For us, man. And it's just yeah. really it's I've I like I said, dude, I'm yeah. enjoying every minute of this, man. I highly encourage yeah, and, everybody to try. You know, even if they don't like it, like let them try, man. Like, cause that's it's right. God. It's it's amazing. I'm well it's it. it's been really fun to watch. Um obviously like watching your kids get into it. That's as a, as a parent, like oh, yeah. how freaking cool is that? Oh, yeah. But then just the, like I've, I've, you know, I've been trying, I tell my wife, like you need to come shoot. You don't have to hunt. My wife doesn't want to hunt. Mm-hmm. She, she's totally cool with hunting, totally supportive. She just doesn't want to kill an animal. Right. And you know, not everybody does. That's fine. Um, but I'm like, I think you would love archery. Let's, let's get you a bow. And she's like, I'll just shoot your recurve. And I'm like, yeah, but that's like a 20 pound. Like I want you to like actually like shoot, shoot. Right. And it's not, it's, it's partially because I know how much archery, like how much I love it and how much I see everybody. I don't know too many people that pick a bow up and are like, nah, not for me. That sucks. (laughs) Most people are like, this is freaking great. And, uh, but it's been awesome to see you and your wife particularly out there and seeing her progression. I remember watching her first start and it was like, <laughs> she's a brand new, brand new to archery. You know, Tearing it is what it up, is. <laughs> and then, and then I, yeah, then I feel like it was like a month later, like she sends like a hundred yard shot or something. It was some yeah. like pretty substantial distance. And I was like, hell yeah, mm-hmm. like that's awesome to see. And, um, that's just been, like I said, just from the, the perspective of, of like husband and father, like, seeing how archery has brought your family together. And I I don't know your family dynamic. Maybe you guys were all close to begin with, but mm-hmm. to see you all be able to come together doing a common, um, not event, a uh, common hobby, whatever you want to call it. Yep. And you're all loving it and you're able to do it together as a family, because that's a big thing with me is like, my kids are too young to shoot. My wife doesn't currently shoot. So it's like, if I want to go to the range, it's I have to leave my family to go to the range. And so now the tables have kind of flipped where before you were like, man, I wish my kids were into it. Now I'm like, man, I wish the rest of my family would come and we could all shoot at the range together. And, you know, I get to shoot my bow, but I also get to spend time with my family and that's what you're doing. And I think that's awesome. That's so cool to see. And I'm, I'm, I'm super happy that that's how that worked out. Tell my wife right now, let Vince Get a, you bow. a bow. <laughs> Get a bow. Let Vince teach you. You know, do the right thing now. Hey, you, you'll love it. You'll love it. You'll absolutely love it. At first, like I said, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be like, I can't hit the side of this door. And then, then you right. know, two months down the road, you know, you're going to be shooting Vegas Vegas targets. I mean, you know, it's, right. it's oh, man. I, I, I really can't put into words how much I enjoy seeing my wife and kids out there with me because it's been a complete 180 and i think i think me doing it more like especially with that arrow a day thing seriously that's yeah that made my kids 
they saw me go out there every day. Like that, they saw the dedication, yeah. and then it was like, you know, uh, I, I remember I'd already had like a little little cheap boat for my oldest daughter, and she just didn't really care. And then the more she saw me going out there, she she really took to it. And then when my wife got her boat, it was over with. Like that's all it took yeah. for my youngest one. Cause my youngest one, she's definitely mama's girl, and uh, right. that's all it took for her. She was like, well, she could do it, and my big sister could do it. I'm going to do it too. So it's awesome. Yeah. That is so cool. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm so happy for you guys. That's, that is an awesome, awesome thing to share with each other. And like I said, just family time. And I mean, speaking to just what you just said too, like your kids get to see dad being dedicated to something. They get to see you passionate about something. Um, and they see your hard work with it. And it's, it's something that kids, you know, and I'm, I'm guilty of this too. I'm not a perfect parent by any means, but it's like, like we were talking about earlier with social media, if all your kid ever sees is dad's sitting down on the phone, dad's on the computer, dad's mad because he doesn't understand what Instagram is, but dad's mad about something like what, like what's the kid learning from that? But when they get to see you like out there, passionate, you've got drive, yeah, it's going to make your kids and your wife and everybody else be like, "What? Okay, what's going on? What are what are you getting to do that I'm not? That's bringing you so much joy and peace, <laughs> you know?" And I think it's it's there's a lot of great great lessons and a lot of great family bonding to be to be learned through archery. So I'm super excited for you guys for that. Um, and yeah, let's 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 kick off the damn arrow a day challenge. Let's get it. Let's revive it. Let's It'll it. be the Antler Feather Co. Caliber, caliber, caliber Archery Arrow a Day Challenge. <laughs> and that way, that way, I'm not furnishing arrows. Let's put that out. <laughs> my wife, my <laughs> wife keeps me busy enough. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, hey, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna go ahead. Well, let's wrap it up here. Um, We've been going for about an hour. I think we've covered a lot of really good bases. And, uh, yeah, man, I appreciate you coming on here and spending some time with me. It's been a great conversation. It's fun to actually, like, we text back and forth and talk. Like, it's fun to actually, like, have a real conversation with you. And, and you know, I, I think I, I'm so excited for TAC. We're going to have such a good time. It's going to be a blast. I've been anxiously well, let, for this. <laughs> I know. It's like it's forever. It's like, man, it's so far away. And now it's like, oh, man, it's going to be here right. And and I'm not ready for it. But <laughs> you can you can be assured your wife's going to shoot better than me. So she'll have somebody oh, she can dog on. <laughs> I'm going to look like I'm, I'm arrows you. pulling up, dude. I'm going to have arrows <laughs> sticking out of my damn windows like, Hey man, as long as she has fun, that's, right. that's what it's about, that's exactly, you know. I don't care how well, many arrows, I'm I'm going to have fun with my wife. That's that's the goal. Right, <laughs> as many arrows as your budget will allow. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, let let everybody know where they can find you on Instagram, um, where they can find you, Caliber, because. Uh, a lot of your family related stuff, I think, is on your on your page. Um, and then Caliber is just that that's fun to watch as well. So let everybody know where they can find you on there. Uh, you can find me, like my personal page and stuff, on Rock in the Mix. Uh, rock in the Mix. Uh, 
If you can't find me, type it in. Just look on uh, Vince's page. I'm, I'm sharing <laughs> stuff, commenting constantly. I love all the content. Um, big supporter of the show, day one. Thank you. Yes. Yes. You are an OG. Uh, <laughs> and Caliber Archery is uh, where I do like all my tinkering stuff. Uh, I'm trying to keep over there as best I can. Uh, the family stuff kind of overtakes the, the shop stuff, but uh, definitely in the future, as as we progress, uh, this is going to be it's going to be crazy. I'm gonna have my kids in here doing areas with me before you know it. So that's heck yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be awesome to see. So stay tuned. <laughs> awesome, and that's caliber with a K. Caliber with a K, yeah. Yep. All right, guys. Well, hey, man, thanks for coming on here. I appreciate it. And guys, make sure you are following us as well on Instagram. We're at Antler Feather Co. You can find us on YouTube, on Facebook. Uh, I, I did Twitter for a while. I haven't done Twitter because it's an extra thing I got to click and I just haven't clicked it, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> um, but make sure you guys are following us over there. Take one second. Like I said last week, my call to action for you this week is rate and review the show wherever you're wherever you're watching it, wherever you're listening Take an extra 10 seconds to rate it. Leave a quick review. That helps me to keep the show going. It helps the show grow, which allows me to keep bringing great guests on the show like we had today. And when we do that, ultimately, like I always say, it's going to make you more deadly in the woods. So for Vince and Ken, we will catch you guys next week. This is the Antler and Feather Co. Podcast. You are listening to the Antler and Feather Co. Podcast.